And we're back. Welcome back to the Auto Authorities Podcast. My name is Jay and Gerald coming to you live. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about the UAW strike is over, but what's going to happen now that it's over? What's going to happen to our prices? We are going to talk about that when we come back. Are you ready to do this, Gerald? Sure, let's go. Let's go. Have you ever felt like you were taken for a ride while buying, selling, or repairing your car? Well, not anymore. I'm Jay, and this is the podcast to tell you what to watch out for, whether you are buying, selling, or repairing your car. With over 26 years of automotive experience, we are the Auto Authorities. This podcast is sponsored by iAutoAgent.com. We're real estate agents for cars. Welcome back to the Auto Authorities podcast. I am Jay. This is Gerald coming to you live. We're talking about the UAW strike is over. But will car prices strike back? We'll explain that here in a second. But before we begin, we want to thank our sponsors, iAutoAgent.com. That's I like integrity, AutoAgent.com. They have two different divisions, an individual division where we help they help as real estate agents for cars. Individuals find those really hard to find vehicles nationwide. They'll find you exactly what you want. They'll deal with the dealer. They'll set it up where you just go up and pick up your car. It's called our Vehicle Finder Program. And we even have the Sell-A-Car called our Sell Smart Program, where we act as real estate agents for cars. We help you market, list, and show your car at no cost to you. We handle the entire money transaction, and you get a check at the end. Or if you are a business owner with a fleet of vehicles, we act as a strategic partner for businesses with fleets. We help them find those hard-to-find fleet vehicles nationwide. We will help them sell those vehicles for maximum profit and handle all those tedious tasks such as maintenance, DMV renewals, and such so the business owner can focus on their business. And we have Wrestling with Sales. Gerald, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Hey, we're uh, coming off of a really big month. We actually had on a lot of wrestlers that were featured in the National Wrestling Alliance's pay-per-view talking about all the work they put in to be on a national platform. And it's uh, a growing group. They're actually owned by, uh, Jay, you're a big uh, alternative rock guy. Uh, Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins is the owner. And he's taken them from basically being non-existent. Uh, He was criticized when he bought the group for saying he just bought initials because there was nothing left. Initials and a belt is what they said. And they're on the verge of announcing a national TV deal. So pretty neat to uh, get to talk with a lot of the major players with them. That's all available on YouTube. And you can watch it on the Fired Up Network on, I think it's over 30 different streaming platforms now. And then coming up this month, we are going to be one of the sponsors bringing Central States Wrestling back to the National Guard Armory just outside of the city center in Kansas City. It's in Lenexa, Kansas, right off of 435. Another St. Louis native, the Little Blue Dragon, Tootie Lynn, is going to be our featured wrestler. And you can see her live Saturday, November 18th at the CSW Zone just outside of the Lenexa City Center. So pretty neat stuff coming up with wrestling for sales and we're going to have some central states wrestling championship belts 
available for sale. Nice little kids championship belts. Good Christmas present mm. because the holiday season's coming up now. Yeah, very, very cool. Well, before we begin, also, if you are just tuning in, you can literally see us, watch us, hear us anywhere, starting with Facebook group page, Tuesday at 12 p.m. Central Time. You can watch us live. You can also just, just click the Join Group button. The auto authorities on the YouTube page, please subscribe and click the notification button. We are getting so many views on YouTube. It's insane. We are also worldwide. We want to hear your comments too. So when you are on YouTube, leave a comment for us. We will personally respond to it. And if you just want to listen to us on the way to work, we have 19 different channels. If you go to the autoauthorities.com, that's the autoauthorities.com. You can literally listen to us on uh, iTunes, Pandora, Google Podcasts, all of those channels. And Gerald, the channel that Gerald and I are on too is called Shop Plus TV. You can see that on the same streaming apps that you find the Fired Up Network. And we are like the 15th most watched podcast out of every show on that channel, which is amazing. Yeah, it's great. All right. Well, let's get into this. So, Gerald, UAW strikes over, but will prices strike back? There's always ripple effects, isn't there? Well, you know, in the Star Wars trilogy, The Empire Strikes Back was the movie where the Empire kind of won, right? I mean, Darth Vader was kind of triumphant at the end of The Empire Strikes Back. Luke uh, got his hand cut off, and Han was frozen, and the Empire was on the run. Well, right now, car prices are really playing the role of Darth Vader, and they seem to be still kind of victorious. Uh, you take a look around the market, there is very, very little room for negotiations, and there are very, very few affordable cars out there. Did, did you see what the average APR is right now on a new car? Oh, on a new car? Well, I guess, I guess this is going to take into account good credit and bad credit. The average for the nation. I'm going to say 11%. A little high, but it's 9.84. Yep. And when you think about it, that is the difference of over $20 per thousand. So you're adding essentially $200 a month to what the car payment would have been on the average loan before COVID. It's that high of a difference. And when you combine that with the car prices going up, you're making cars so, so much less affordable because take a look. I mean, go to dealerships and try to find a car that's a reasonably priced car with miles under 100000 for what would you consider reasonable? I mean, uh, I've been selling cars now for well over 20 years and it hasn't changed. People come in and they ask for a ten to $15,000 car and they want to be three hundred to three fifty. Well, those don't exist. Mm -mm. No, and no. that's where you need to be at right now. If you want to be at around $300, you better be on about a $12,000 car. Yeah. Because if new cars are coming in just under 10, I've seen used car rates for tier one credit. Now, going back to a uh, previous week's episode, somebody who's a 720 or above score, they're getting APRs coming over at 17, 19%. And that's from mainline good credit banks they're hammering 
the rates that hard. And that's throwing off all the affordability and just continuing this spiral of increasing payments and prices. Well, think about it this way, too, because now that the strike is over, what are the ripple effects? Well, this is my opinion. Because they're going to now be paying more money to the workers, mm -hmm. now who's going to be paying more money for their cars? It is you, you, the consumer. They're going to pass that on to you. They're going to try. Sure. Now, to be fair, when the strike negotiations were going, when the UAW was making their contract demands, Bill Ford, executive chairman of Ford, former CEO, and yes, he's directly related to the Ford family, that Bill Ford, if you're a Detroit football Lions fan, he's also the guy you're glad isn't involved in running the Lions day to day anymore because since he stepped aside and Ms. Firestone, yes, from that Firestone family, uh, took over being the managing partner of the Lions, they, they've been good. <laughs> but uh, he said that this is putting, this contract is putting the future of Ford at risk. There's nowhere, nowhere else to go. We can't do it. Okay, with that kind of statement, saying that the future of one of the most rock-solid companies the world has ever known, a company that still the family controls over 60% of the voting stock, which means they can do whatever the hell they want because they control 60% of the stock, even though it's one of the most commonly held stocks in the world. They're in charge, period. It may as well be a privately owned company. Wouldn't you think when you're giving that kind of statement that it was going to be this massive increase in cost, just like something insane, like four or $5,000 a car? Do you know how much it's going to increase the cost per car? I'm listening. 850 to $900 per car. That's it. They've raised the prices of the cars for no good reason this year by four or $5,000 a throw. You can get F-150s now starting over $80,000. It's nothing. It's a rounding error. It's greed, in my opinion. Yeah. It's greed. It is pure greed. And I'll tell you, they're, they're going to feel it. And, and it's just like anybody that's greedy with money. Eventually, pigs get fat hogs get slaughtered and uh that's exactly what's gonna happen if they're not careful because what you have shown is actually just it's not surprising to me it's not surprising at all actually no i mean it was none of it was true right the unions the unions were good partners probably better than good partners in 08, when there was a legitimate economic collapse, people were worried about the future. People's 401ks disappeared. You had to have home loan modifications put in place because the housing market was collapsing. Democrats and Republicans were working together. I mean, it was, it was legitimately bad. And there were concerns, and there was a huge push to let Chrysler just go under altogether. Right. The union gave up almost all of their 
earned benefits and agreed to do a two-tiered wage system, agreed to let temporary workers be permanent workers, whatever, just to save the industry. And then when COVID hit, it was the opposite. The auto manufacturers have made record profits year over year for the last four years. And Jay, we talked with a lot of dealerships across the country, virtually every dealership in the country, everywhere, every brand. Their best four years in their history were the last four years. Yeah, Everybody related to automotives was making a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Except the auto workers. Right. So now they, they get a little bit back. Well, and the auto workers are fighting back. And I was reading an article in CNN. And this th- this is until April 28th. This agreement that they made is April 28th to 2028. So they're saying that they're already talking about another potential strike on May 1st uh, of 2028. And it'll be very, very interesting. And it isn't just a strike with each of the three manufacturers, Ford, GM, and Stellantis. It is a strike with all unions. And that is scary. Well, and here, the other thing that was uh, brought up by this uh, contract settlement, Sean Fain targeted, put him in the sights, right? Toyota and Tesla. Mm -hmm. Because there are plenty of Toyota factories and Honda factories in states that are predominantly union states. Honda's biggest factory is in Ohio. Toyota's biggest factory, one of them, is in Kentucky. And uh, it resonated. Toyota, literally the same day the strike uh, was settled and the manufacturers, the workers accepted the deal, raised their hourly wages by Mm 9.2% and cut the time to get increases before the contract was even finalized because they wanted to get on the front foot. Yep. Smart, 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 because they're seeing the writing on the wall and they're like, okay, well, we're just going to be a little proactive here and uh, let's just go ahead and give everybody a raise. You Mm. get a raise and you get a raise and you get a raise. Yeah. Because, you know, Toyota's Toyota's been right there with the other manufacturers and Mm -hmm. price increase after price increase and, and everyone's done it. And you're seeing that as production normalizes something that is unmistakable and really inarguable with all brands, you're seeing less units, more of the higher end trims across the board, way, way, way less entry vehicles and way more hard loaded, top of the line, luxury, big trucks, big SUVs. And, you know, it's not coincidental. What did the manufacturers make the most money on? Hard loaded, big trucks. Yep. You know why the manufacturer makes more on a big truck than they do on a big SUV? Because it doesn't have as much metal? Kind of, yeah. It doesn't have as much finished surfaces because Mm -hmm. a crew cab truck, you only have two rows. An SUV, you have three rows and you have a cargo area that's all finished off. Yeah. Not too expensive to make a truck bed. 
No, it isn't. And trucks, I mean, back in the day when we got into the business, I mean, I, I was in it 96, you know, like pickup trucks were not very expensive. I mean, even like, no. I mean, I remember like we could get, you could get like a, a work truck, which wasn't anything special, but you could buy it for under 10 grand, mm-hmm. like, like literally a, like a, a full size truck. And now <laughs> that, that same truck's probably still worth 10 grand. <laughs> yeah, but now they're twenty eight, twenty nine thousand. Right, the, right. The Toyota trucks and the Isuzu trucks used to come to the dealerships with the frame, and then you ordered the bed as an option because right. it avoided a there was a uh, tariff placed on trucks in the U.S. So if you sent it in as a work as a flatbed, then you end up pay the tariff. But yeah, they've accelerated massively in pricing. I mean, if you can find even a four by two access cab, extended cab work truck now, they're going to be pushing $30,000. Oh, yeah. Easy. And they have nothing. What do you think, Gerald? I mean, like now that the strike's over, they're obviously going to raise prices. The interest rates are high. Like, where, 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 what do you think is going to happen now? Like, what do you think are some of the other ripple effects that are going to happen? Well, at some point, you'd have to think the pendulum swings the other way, right? I mean, there's only so far you can go. And at a certain point, you you hit the wall because how many people are going to buy those cars? And right now, it really is a tale of two markets. Because even with the auto strike, that went 60 days. It went longer than most people thought it would. Ford has a 90-day supply of vehicles, while Stellantis, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, they're over 100 days. And they both have plenty of 2023 models in stock. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Um, Just Mm -hmm. if you're looking for the best deal possible, you're a consumer, you're going to go out to a dealership, you want to get a car, your absolute best deal right now, there's some new 2022s at Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealerships in this mm-hmm. country. They've already received their final pay. If those cars are floor planned, and this is kind of getting into the weeds, but dealerships finance their cars. It's called a floor plan loan. It's basically an inventory loan. Mm-hmm. You don't pay interest on them for the first 90 days, then you start paying interest on them. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, a new car is not a new car anymore in the eyes of the floor plan loan, and they have to get paid off. And that dealer is going to have to pay those off, usually with cash and convert it to their used car inventory. That gets really, really expensive. So if you want to get a great deal on a vehicle, and you don't care what the vehicle is, if you can find a 2022 Jeep Compass, Jeep Renegade, that's your vehicle. Because those things are going to get dropped like a rock like they were being hit down by a hammer because otherwise the manufacturer is going to take a huge loss on them and there's no incentive to hold on to them because they're going to start having to be booked out again you know getting in the weeds a little bit but booked out how the banks look at the value of value yeah as a used car and they're going to be worth like six to eight thousand less than they sticker so that's going to be your deal. So I, I think we're getting to the point where you have to start hitting a break point because 
it's just reality. I mean, heck, you you had a 60-day cutoff on new vehicles coming in, and they still have a 10-day over healthy supply of inventory. That's after years of record low inventory. All their inventory levels should be down, but instead they're back up. They're not up anywhere near where they were before COVID when your average Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealer was probably running 240, 250-day supply, which is horrendous. But 100's not good. 100's when you should be worried. I'm going to make a prediction in this last few minutes. My prediction is this. They've raised, they're, they're going to raise prices, and then we're going to see big rebates. We're going to see incentives on these cars because they have to. It's exactly what you've said, but it's kind of like the old adage, let's raise the price to lower it. That's what they're yes. doing. And, and you just watch, folks. This is my prediction. It's on recording right now. You watch these prices drop. And as we get closer to the end of the year, if you're looking for a really, really, really good deal, go to one of these four dealerships or Stellantis, call I Auto Agent. We have amazing connections. The deals are there. Uh, you just have to you just have to go to the right places. And I think that's about where I want to end it at. What do you think? Anything else? Yeah, they're very limited. And here's something to keep a lookout on. If you're following, you know, follow us on YouTube, on uh, LinkedIn, on Twitter, X, if you will. Uh, car dealership guy, the free press. The story to look for, if you want to see when prices are going to start dropping, the canary in the coal mine is going to be Domestic dealers turning down allocations. Mm. When Ford, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Chevrolet dealers go to the manufacturers and say, uh, no, we don't want them. Mm -hmm. Because from the manufacturer's point of view, the numbers you see reported for the end of the month, sales of vehicles. It's not what the dealerships sold and you registered. From the manufacturer's perspective, they sold the vehicle when the dealer takes it into inventory. When the manufacturers aren't able to quote unquote sell the vehicle, mm -hmm. that's when the panic buttons truly hit and that's when you see change. Absolutely. And it's got to be coming close. Well, everybody, that ends our episode for today. Please follow us on YouTube, the Auto Authorities. Subscribe, notify, and we will. We will see you on the next episode. Peace.